Technology Explained. Welcome to the Dell Technologies Converged and Hyperconverged Solutions Podcast. What's up, VxRail community? Welcome to another episode of the CIHCI Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Micah Thandesiu of the VxRail Technical Marketing Team. And my guest today is Daniel Chu, who is also from the VxRail Technical Marketing Team. Welcome back to the program, Daniel. Thanks, Mike. It's been a while since I've been on this podcast. Glad to be back to share more knowledge. Well, time flies when you're having fun, Daniel, and we have quite the busy schedule in these next few months. So you may not even need to wait as long for your next opportunity. That could be very true. Well, if not a podcast, it could be different forms of media. We've been working on a lot of different interactive content, even venturing into technical whiteboard videos. So yeah, we have a lot of things in the works, so stay tuned. We definitely do. Well, on that note, then let's uh, let's get into the topic of today's episode. Um, VxRail just had a major software release, VxRail 7.0.240. And one of the notable features in this update was what has been termed VMware VLCM compatibility or vSphere Lifecycle Manager compatibility. Uh, I'm curious to understand more of what that means since the last time uh, I may have had you on the program was we'll talk about VMware VLCM. So I'm sure you have some fascinating insights about this feature, uh, just intrigued by what this is and how it may impact our VxRail customers. That was the last podcast I was a part of. Wow. <laughs> that, would, that has to be like a year ago. It was a long time. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, at the um, time we recorded that podcast about VLCM, it was pretty new to HCI users. There was a lot of buzz around how VLCM impacts the value of VxRail LCM or erode the value as I remember, remember how those questions are framed. And at that time, I basically summarized it as that VxRail's mission is operational simplicity, particularly when it comes to LCM. And when I say LCM, it's not just, I'm not just talking about the cluster update by the entire, but the entire life of the cluster, whether you're planning for an update, executing an update or in maintaining a steady state for your applications. While VLCM provided an automated and orchestrated mechanism to update the HCI stack as a whole, VxRail's LCM experience is about maintaining cluster integrity at every phase of the cluster's life. And we do that with continuously validated states. It's a VxRail-driven approach that offloads the risk and responsibility from the IT staff. All that said, VLCM offered offered a lot of cool benefits in the cluster update execution phase, which helped the PCM ready node solutions. But I would say VxRail LCM is more than that. Right, the difference between a customer-driven experience and a VxRail-driven experience. So I listened to that recording uh, in, in preparation for our session today. Yes, that's how, uh, that's how we described it then and still today. All right, so can you, you know, can you provide a very quick overview of VLCM since I don't expect everyone who's listening to be familiar with what we've done in our last conversation? Yeah, sure. That's, uh, that's true. So VLCM is basically an evolution of the update manager that was introduced in vSphere 7.0. Its framework uses a, cluster, a single cluster image to enforce cluster integrity across all the hosts in the cluster. So there are two types of cluster images. One is the baseline that's known as the, um, the, the happy state that you need to establish at the beginning. When you run compliance checks on your cluster, you have to run it against a baseline image to detect any drift. Then there's the desired state image for when you want to update your cluster. And part of the cluster update process is to run a scan between the desired state image 
and the baseline image to know what needs to be updated to get to that target EXXI version. So that's the basics. And what makes VLCM great for ready nodes is the ability to allow the administrators to customize the, the baseline and the desired state images with the firmware and drivers for hardware components on the server. Now you, you can have both the hardware and software in a single cluster image, and you can effectively update your cluster altogether. And this part is optional. It's up to the server vendor to develop the integration with VLCM, like having a plugin, you will need a firmware driver depot. And also you have to import that hardware profile into vCenter. So from the user perspective, you would then interface with the plugin, a, the depot to build that hardware profile and export it to vCenter so they can add it to the cluster profile, which already has that EXXI image. And that's how you create a baseline image and ultimately the desired state image. Thanks for that overview. VLCM definitely enhanced ready nodes and allowed for vendors to add it to make it easier for their users to do LCM. And now that we've got that foundation, can you tell me, I guess, about VLCM compatibility? Yeah, VLCM compatibility. Um, what we have done with VXL LCM is that we can now leverage VLCM framework to execute cluster updates. So that means we're basically using the same engine as VCM ready nodes to perform a cluster update. And there are a few differences in how we implemented it versus a VSAN ready node because we are still delivering that VXL driven experience. So one, continuously validated states remain. That's our core value against all other HCI offerings. So the usage of baseline images and desired state images in the VLCM framework would be populated with continuously validated states. And this ensures that VXL is doing one, doing the one, uh, is the one doing all the testing and validation work and providing that LCM bundle versus the piece part process for VCN ready nodes. And the second thing would be, we're still keeping this experience simple. So even though we're using the VLCM framework to execute the updates, users are, are doing all of this from VXWall manager. So we, we developed this implementation using VLCM APIs to incorporate that process into the VXWall LCM experience. Well, that's pretty cool. It's really putting that uh, the VXREL stamp onto the VLCM process for cluster updates. And I uh, I think that it'll help our customers better understand the LCM differences if VXREL is also using VLCM framework to execute those cluster updates. Yeah, I think so too. Before it took a little bit of work to lay that foundation of how to explain the differences because VLCM does cluster updates this way and VXREL LCM does it that way. And uh, VXL LCM is more than just cluster updates as well. So now that VXL can use VLCM framework, there's, I guess, there is more of an apples to apples comparison with VCM ready nodes. You see what you as an administrator would need to do to go about kicking off cluster update. And now I can tell you where VXL has enhanced that process and you can easily make that association and see the differences. One's more manual while VXL is much simpler. And I can see how that's a great uh, a great pitch for for the marketing team to show uh, show the comparison and, and contrast. But uh, can you explain to me the main drivers for developing this VLCM compatibility? Yeah, true. Um, certainly helps the marketers. But but yeah, there are bigger reasons to why we are doing this. Uh, using VLCM has its unique benefits and has better integration with other VMware software, which makes a lot of sense. VLCM has integration with NSXT and vSphere with Tanzu. 
in that the, the VIBs can be included into that single cluster image. So when you kick off that cluster update using BLCM, those VIBs are also updated in the same boot cycle. And before, they would have had to do that separately. So more host reboots, perhaps another maintenance window to get that done. So you, there's potentially some significant time savings with this integration. VxRoad customers that have NXT or running VxRoad Tanzu can benefit from this VLCM compatibility. The other part is really aligning VxRoad LCM in the, to the VLCM direction and roadmap. VxRoad is running in the VMware vSphere ecosystem, so it makes sense that leveraging VLCM ultimately would be the way to go. VMware is heavily investing in VLCM, and we expect some compelling capabilities to arrive soon. By using their VLCM APIs, we can also build those capabilities into the VxRoad Mantra experience where it makes sense. So for example, by having this VLCM compatibility with VxRoad, we've included this the vendor add-on capability into the VxRoad Manager LCM experience. The vendor add-on is a feature that allows the administrator to include drivers and firmware on the hardware components that the server vendor doesn't provide. For VxRoad, that would be like the uh, fiber channel HBA or uh, what's the other one? The Mel Melanox 100 gigabit uh, Ethernet NIC. That means you can customize the cluster image with a continuously validated state LCM bundle to include the firmware and drivers so it's part of that single cluster update. That's also another time saver. Okay, that's a lot to unpack there. Um, I guess though the main theme what I'm hearing is that this VLCM compatibility offers VxRail users the chance to cut down their maintenance window by consolidating just a whole bunch of updates into one single update. Exactly. Okay. So one of those is the VMware software, NSXT and vSphere with tons of VIBs. And the second is more the hardware side with the drivers and firmware. Yeah, for the hardware side, uh, I've explained that the server vendors can customize the cluster image with their set of bits for like the BIOS, NICs, storage controllers, et cetera. And that's what's done for Dell, EMC, VC, and ready nodes. And same thing now with VxRel, but we use continuously validated states. The other part is what VxRel doesn't manage in their continuously validated states, like there's a, a couple of NICs and the fiber channel HPA. So there's another way called a vendor add-on to customize the image by directly uploading those files to VLCM via VCenter. And this add-on capability is what VxRel has incorporated into its LCM workflow. Okay, got it. So, so now we know what the benefits are. Does all this show up automatically once you update the cluster to 70240? Uh, no, no. Uh, you need to first enable VLCM from uh, VxRel Manager. It's not automatically done because user has a choice of using VLCM or sticking with the traditional VxRel LCM workflow. It's up to the, uh, the user to decide whether those benefits apply to them. And as we continue to enhance the VM, VLCM feature set in the future, users can uh, probably find a reason then to enable it if they haven't uh, done so already. So going back to the establishing the baseline image, that is what needs to be done here to enable VLCM. The awesome part is that this whole process is much simpler than doing it from or with VCN ready nodes. And I kind of gave you the high-level explanation for VCN ready nodes, but I'll walk you through the steps. So first you need to deploy the VM that runs that plugin. Once that plugin is, 
once you have the plugin, then you have to deploy, you have to, well, you have to register the plugin to vCenter server. Now you need to build that hardware profile that includes all the firmware drivers for things like the BIOS NICs, the storage controllers, IO controller, et cetera. So you need to, you'll need some uh, time to do some research to get that information. Building the hardware profile means uploading each driver and firmware for each component into that single depot that vCenter can see. Then from vCenter, you build that cluster profile that points to that hardware profile. And uh, with that cluster profile, that becomes your baseline image for all the uh, compliance checks and drift detection going forward. And that's, yeah, that's what you need to do for vCenter ready nodes. Well, I'm, I'm following you, but there just seems to be quite a few steps and lots of back and forth between all these different interfaces. Yeah, the process itself is fairly straightforward, but it is pretty manual. For VXL, we're getting to the same outcome of establishing that baseline, but it's a much different experience. There's no need for the user to research and come, with, uh, come up with a list of firmware drivers running on their VXL cluster. Cluster is already running at continuously validated states once it has been deployed. So all that information is already stored in VXL Manager. And uh, VXL Manager has a built-in wizard to enable VLCM. It's a three-step process. You enter the vCenter credentials, and then VXL will automatically scan and confirm whether the cluster is running in that continuously validated state. Once that's confirmed, VXL will automatically port that uh, cluster image uh, well, port that continuously validated state into the cluster image and that establish it as the baseline image. And that's it. Wow. So VxRail has really just streamlined a lot of the, a lot of these manual operations. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So behind the scenes, VxRail Manager is acting as that plugin to VLCM, providing its continuously validated state package that's already stored in the VxRail Manager VM to VLCM and orchestrating the porting of this package to become that baseline image. So users don't need to build their cluster image. VxRail does it all. Well, well, how about the cluster update process? How has that changed? For VxRail, it's a little bit different now. There are, I would say, there, there are more options, but everything is done within the VxRail manager. So you don't interface with the vCenter server to build the desired state image and update the cluster. First off, we have updated the we have added this uh, update advisor onto VxL Manager with uh, VxL seven zero two four zero. It's basically a planning tool that allows you to know what are the available update paths for your cluster. The options are listed for you. You figure out which version that you want to update to, and VxL can generate that in an advisory report. And that's basically a drift detection report, uh, like VLCM does, to tell you what components in the VxL stack would need to be updated to get to that target version. So once you're good with that, you can download that version, which is your next continuously validated state, then run the cluster readiness pre-check to make sure your cluster is ready for an update. The next part is where VxL Manager taps into VLCM to build that desired state image. It'll run the drift detection to give you that report on what needs to be updated. And this should really match your advisory report. So there shouldn't be any surprises there. Now you can customize the desired state image with additional firmware drivers for the other components beyond the continuously validated states, like the uh, firmware drivers for your fiber channel HBA. That's an option there. Once you're done uploading that, you can kick off the cluster update like you did before on VxWell Manager by entering the vCenter and VxWell Manager credentials. And all that is from, from VxWell Manager. 
Okay, got it. So so pick the next continuously validated state for your desired state image, run a pre-check, customize the desired state image, and then kick off the update. I guess it doesn't sound too different than what VxRail users have really already been doing. So, so how's this process really compared to VCN ReadyNotes then? Well, the, the process of building out the baseline is pretty similar to what a user would need to do to build out a desired state image. By then, your plugin should already be deployed and running. It's really uh, about doing the homework to figure out what version you want to, that you want for your HCI stack, then uploading all those files piece by piece to create that hardware profile. Then that needs to be exported to vCenter to create that cluster profile that would become your desired state image. And if you need to customize an image, then you would also need to upload firmware driver bits to it. Uh, uh, I use the example of fiber channel HBA, HBA for VxRail. And steps after that are the same as VxRail. You run drift detection and kick off, and then kick off the update. Instead of from VxRail manager, you're bouncing from plugin, the firmware driver depot, and vCenter to do a cluster update. It's not complicated, just, just more tedious. And, and VxRail just simplifies that whole experience. Yeah, it seems like we've enhanced the LCM experience as a whole beyond just the VLCM compatibility. Yeah, you, you, you can't say that. Uh, yes, we made VxRail LCM compatible with VLCM, um, but we have infused the VLCM capability set into the VxRail LCM experience. Continuously validate states, streamlined and automated the experience, and you only interface with VxRail Manager unless you're looking to consolidate other VMware software updates like NXXT and vSphere with Tansu. If you're looking to do that, then you have to go to vCenter or probably a NXXT Manager. Well, that sounds like a good summary then to, to VLCM compatibility. Uh, would you like to add anything more? Um, yeah, like I said before, VLCM is just one part of the lifecycle management experience. VxRail users come to benefit all the other stuff that helps maintain cluster integrity. We've added the update advisor to improve the planning phase for cluster updates. And now there's the VLCM compatibility for cluster update execution phase with the capabilities to consolidate multiple updates for the VxRail stack into a single boot cycle for what we hope would be a shorter maintenance window. Oh, and, and, the, uh, and the sustaining phase. We've also added uh, our own compliance checker. So similar to what VLCM has, the VxL compliance checker scans the cluster against the uh, continuously validated state running on the cluster. Oh, oh, uh, I forgot to mention that enabling VLCM also introduces this, um, this partial upgrade capability. And it's intended to allow customers that have large clusters to separate their update into multiple maintenance windows. They can specify which host in the cluster to update first. Sometimes you can't update the entire cluster within a single maintenance window. So this feature can be helpful. That's actually really good to know, um, giving that type of flexibility for administrators to do what they need to do when they need to do it. Um, I guess we've covered quite a lot of material today. This discussion really helped me better understand what VLCM compatibility is, but I think more importantly, it was super helpful to know how VxRail has actually implemented it to keep it uh, a VxRail driven experience. Right, it's um, it's VxRail LCM backed by continuously validated states now with VLCM compatibility. Yeah, yeah, and this seems like a good spot maybe just to close out the topic. Um, I appreciate you coming on to share this information, Daniel. I'm sure our customers will appreciate it as well. Do you have any final words or, or calls to action? 
Yeah, you're you're very welcome. Um, it was a lot of talking on my part, so <laughs> I hope it all makes sense. Um, I'm, I am currently working on a blog on the same topic, hoping to provide similar information, but written in a, in a written format with some visual aid. I, I plan to include a couple of short demos, and depending on when we'll get this, uh, this recording published, the blog may be already be available on InfoHub. I also have some, inf- uh, some more information on this capability in my last blog, and it actually just got posted. And it's on the VXL 70240 software release. So it has a little bit of information on VLCM compatibility there. Okay. Okay. Um, what else? Oh, I also did a tech talk recording for next month's VMworld on this topic. So you can check it out there as well. Well, awesome. I'm looking forward uh, to reading the blog and uh, catching your VMworld session. Um, and, and I must admit, really, the part where you went through the step-by-step process of building the baseline images and, uh, and the desired state images would, would probably benefit from some visual aid. So um, can't wait to see what we create there. Um, all right, well, this, let's wrap up our talk on, on VLCM compatibility. Thanks for, for hopping on today, Daniel. Hey, you're welcome, Mike. It was a good chat. Bye, folks. Stay tuned for our next topic. Until then, be well.